0: Welcome to Film Talk with AJ Dean. I'm your host AJ Dean and I have the wonderful co-host here with me Paul Avato from
1: Las Vegas. Hello Paul. Hello I'm actually in outer space today but yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> it's wonderful you look fabulous. Thank you likewise.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And we have an amazing show. I'd like to introduce our wonderful guest today. Uh, We have the incredible Noah A. Waters III. He is a director, producer, comedian, and mental illness advocate. And uh, we're going to talk about his wonderful film coming up, Relationship Killers starring Asia Lauren the beautiful Asia Lauren who we have here also she is a actress and producer and also photographer so welcome hello Asia hello Noah how are you hi <laughs> Doing
2: good. my first it.
0: show <laughs> this is great this is great we're so happy to have you and um, this is going to be a lot of fun so i'm going to jump right into it and ask what is Relationship Killers, your wonderful movie, Noah? What is, a, what is it about?
2: They are, uh, Relationship Killers are an actual mental health term. They identify behaviors and traits and actual acts and sometimes words that a lover's partner could use or uh, commit that would cause them enough strain on the relationship that they would want to end it. So therefore, it's a relationship killer. Um, are they
0: like? Are they like triggers, Noah?
2: Sometimes, yeah. It depends on the psychology. You know, everyone has a different love language. Uh, some of us are uh, emotionally intelligent enough to be able to express what our specific love language are. Some of us aren't. Some of us struggle uh, because we don't know what it is. Some of us uh, have a very specific one that's that's tough to deal with, um, and when that Lack of communication comes into play with a relationship, it can in and of itself kill the relationship. So I wanted to tell a, a rather dark story that had comedic elements to it, um, but oh, just oh. focus on uh, two characters who are at that part of the relationship where they truly know where each other's buttons are, probably because they put a few of them there. So they know exactly what to do to really piss the other one off. And with that knowledge and the love that they have, they need to go to their first session for couples counseling. And that's where the film take, takes place.
0: Amazing. And, and Asia, you play the leading uh, star, the lead. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about
3: that, your role? Um, well, her name is Braven. She's English. Um, and I love her. No, uh, she's great. She is a unbothered woman, um, and she is not bothersome at all. Um, and there was a lot of me that I found in her, so it was it was fun to explore that. And she's married to Betty, um, short for Better Grain, and she loves her to death, um, and really is. Though there is conflict that you will see in the film, there is a clear understanding of like, no, these two do love each other and they do want to make this work. Um, yeah. And yeah, Braven, uh, she's amazing. She's it great.
0: sounds wonderful. Now, now, Noah, this is such an important issue for not only you, but for many, many people um, in the world of mental illness. You are an advocate uh, for mental illness and for helping people and authenticity and getting help when it is needed so we can talk frankly about it this this feature is going to be so important because it'll probably help a lot of relationships and it'll help reveal um, ways that we can be and improve ourselves so that we can change for the better don't you agree can you talk a little bit about that
2: absolutely yeah I um you know, I've I've struggled with mental illness my entire life, um, and uh, there I've always had a really good support group around me. Uh, I, have, I come from an amazing family. Uh, I've always had um, a close group of friends. Um, however, um, because of the specific uh, thought patterns and the way. the the specific way in which my brain is broken causes me a great deal of difficulty to ask for help because it all is rooted in and comes from an extreme phobia of disappointing others. Um, That's a breakthrough that I had within the past five years, actually, uh, through CBT uh, and psychiatry. I know Um, now that if there was... A removal of the stigma around asking for help as a a, a weakness as a, a moment of uh, a failure uh, which you know I know a great deal of people have a fear of um, that I probably would have had a much easier time dealing with my specific mental illness so I have a goal and this is pretty fresh. This is pretty new. I've always had a place in my heart for mental health and mental illness, but within the past, probably four to six months, I've realized uh, a need for a removal of the stigma around knowing that you need help and asking for help and knowing that there's nothing wrong with that. So how do we remove the, uh, how do we remove the combination of toxicity as well as mis- misinformation in our culture, which is that um, if I need help, then I am uh, I am a, a victim, I'm a bad person, I'm someone who is less than others. And admitting that means that I am going to receive a great deal of pity and uh, have people feel sorry for me, which are all things that I feared, especially as a kid. Um, so I, I just, I have a personal goal and now I'm making it a professional one to remove the stigma around being afraid to ask for help. Um, and also uh, our to- alternative use of therapy and uh, mental illness, specifically with psychedelics and uh, with various forms of therapy, which we explore in our film, Relationship Killers. Uh, you know, the, Sounds wonderful. Yeah, the, uh, our, our, our therapist is someone who is insanely difficult to listen to because he is one of those individuals who is insanely intelligent in a very specific uh, subject matter. He's one of <laughs> the world's greatest psychoanalysis uh, in, individual, and he knows that. And the way he breaks it down for people is like a preschool teacher stopping the kids that, no, listen to me this is how things are which <laughs> again when we talk about love languages not everyone's going to respond well to that you know yeah. uh, but he he is a subject matter expert and he ends up helping braven and betty in a very a very real way uh, that we yes. can't reference because it would ruin the ending
0: yeah oh, wow it sounds fabulous you know i do want to say a little bit uh, blurb about it um, this has been um, your film, Relationship Killers, has been uh, officially selected uh, f- at, for the Golden State Film Festival. Oh, it's going to premiere at the Golden State Film Festival um, February 26 at 9.30 p.m. TCL Chinese Theater. Tickets online at goldenstatefestival.com forward slash tickets. So this is such an important topic. Paul, did you wanna chime in and uh, share a little bit about what your, your feelings on this, on this important subject?
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head that it is an important, uh, it's a very important subject and I'm glad that it's coming to the forefront. It's, it's uh, hopefully making it easier. Uh, and you know, obviously, you know, there are people that have to kind of break down those doors. So, so thank you uh, for doing that with this film. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, I think it'll make it easier for others that might be suffering. Uh, you know, cause I think I'm the same way, you know, b- being raised in uh, I guess an immigrant family I would say because my father's from Mexico and, uh, you know, I was born when he was much older. Uh, I, I think he was 42 when I was born. So, and my mom, you know, quite younger, but, um, you know, it's not something that, that they're like, Oh, how's your mental health doing? It's just like, of like walk it off, sleep it off, you know? Uh, you know, you, you want to hear about hard times, let me tell you, you know, so so it's great that we're actually now finally able to maybe talk about it without this stigma. And it doesn't make you less, less of a person if, if, you know, if you're asking for help. And, you know, I, I've tried to get things done on my own. And I've realized it's a lot easier when you have a nice network, a support group, like even doing this, AJ. So thank you for having me as a co-host, because a lot of times I, I try to do things all on my own, and, and then nothing really gets done. So, so this is fantastic, but I think most importantly, I like to say that thank you for casting an American. I I I think uh, Asia is from the U.S. playing a British person for once, as opposed to the other way around, where they're always coming over here stealing our acting jobs. So, <laughs> those, <laughs> so Asia, those, thank those you. damn
2: immigrants. <laughs>
1: those, you know what? Definitely build that wall, because uh, and I've told this especially to Canadians. I'm like you guys stay over there, you know, uh, we have a limited amount of comedic acting jobs and you come over here and steal our jobs. And I think I've told that to a few, I know I told it to Dan Aykroyd and a few other, uh, Mike Myers. <laughs> so I, I think they thought it was funny, but yes, that's right. Uh, so I, it's refreshing to see that, that, that you're putting on a British accent and I'm sure it's fabulous because I pride myself in being able to tell when a British person is playing an American, cause they kind of hit that R a little Real too hard. hard. is that a british person i'm like oh that's okay that's what's going on here so thank you
2: you know (laughs) i want i want obviously i want to give asia time to to speak uh about this and i apologize for interrupting but i do want to uh you bring up something that's really important to me paul which is first of all you're an amazing comedic actor i i I love i really want to work with you and i know we've talked about that on clubhouse several times but we got to make that happen in the next you know it's a new year, brother. We got to do something together. Um, but uh uh you bring up uh the stigma with inside culture. And that that's that that is a a real thing. Um uh I something that I love as a storyteller are subcultures, and something I love as a filmmaker are subgenres. Like I love the I love the idea of getting into a world that I don't know, you know, because that excites me. Um, I know that there are uh, a couple of diversity and inclusion elements to this film, but none of it was nothing but organic. Like none of it was ever like, I want to make a a film with a black lead. None of it was, I want to make a film that features a Native American. None of it was, I want to make a film set in the LGBTQIA plus arena. It was just what's interesting, where where does the story naturally go if we're, if we're, if the prose is being generated and a, a basis of uh, character, you know, um, uh, and, and you know, you talk about uh, uh, the culture of the family that you come from, uh, again, asking for help is like, you know, uh, do you know what I went through to get you here? Like, you know, it, 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 there is that kind of thing, but specifically, uh, and admittedly, I, I, I am a straight white male, but in the LGBTQ T plus arena, you uh, there is a great deal of uh, not only uh, mental illness issues, but also um, uh, abuse and uh, um, harassment that, does, that goes without being reported or dealt with because it is looked upon as uh, if, if this did come to light, it would bring bad media and attention to our community. So that gets swept under the rug which is just as toxic as what you're talking about. You know, w- w- yeah, you, uh, it, whether it w- whatever, you know, um, culture that you come from, whatever background you come from, that might have a great deal of effect on what you feel comfortable with sharing. You know, um, we all think of, uh, of uh, you know, like Red Foreman from that 70s show. Could you imagine having to approach a dad like that with uh, uh and some, some kind of issue, you know, like that, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. But then if you take that and you put that in a world that you don't know, um, that you are, aren't intimately familiar with, and you explore it from a place of empathy, it, uh, uh, uh rooted in character-driven storytelling, that was the origin of relationship killers. That, that's where it kind of came from. Um, and uh that was a really long rabbit trail to get all the way back around to Asia. What was it like? <laughs> <laughs> We'd no, love to hear from I mean, Asia, please. <laughs>
3: no, that makes sense. And I think that was that's going to be what the audience realizes. And I think that's what also drew me to it was because like I'm straight. And also I, I believe when you initially wrote the character of Braven, you did not have a black woman in mind. Um, but that just goes to speak like storytelling does not have to have a certain shade of skin. You don't have to be within a certain group of the population um, to empathize and to tell a story. And I love that this film is not about them being a lesbian couple. They're just a married couple. It's not even, it's not It's not hit on at all. It's just these two people in love happen to be two women, not a factor. And they both have to happen to be, you know, one is black and one is um, native American not not brought up at all and and we need more of that yeah. because and we all see it in in terms of the industry where we are like they're shoving films and television shows down our throats to tell us this is what black people live like and they're just and it's like can i just be entertaining without having to show the black you know struggle um and it's the same for the lgbtq community and you know across the board um so yeah i I love that aspect of this project
0: i love it too and i love what you're going to say you answered my question asia i was going to ask what drew you to this wonderful lead role uh it's it sounds perfect for you and you're just going to shine so brightly in it and i'm so proud of you i'm also proud of you noah i i want to ask you did you were you inspired to make this uh the theme of this uh film your film or did covid inspire you at all did the did it did the shutdown and all of that is that what was a little bit behind the inspiration of creating this film as well
2: no um betty and braven have been with me since i was probably like 16 17 years old i i, I i've i've had um i've had uh this cinematic universe called lethal ladies that i've been dealing with for a very very long time and 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 instead of developing the world and the rules and of how it operates, I've just been doing nothing but character study and, and, and whom these women are and why they are the way they are and why they say the things they say. So instead of using the proof of concept, the traditional route, which is this is what the film could look like, is I just wanted to make an entry of like, this is an origin story for these two characters. And so COVID was obviously a huge factor into our production, but on the on the on the narrative side, if this the, you know this existed before the pandemic was even the thing, um, but you are correct. Yeah, we got shut down like three times. I think yeah. we 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 pushed almost a year because of production, yeah. um, uh, or because of concerns. You know, uh, as a as a as a as a director, my. Uh, Uh, chief thing is to keep my cast and crew safe and sane because film you know is a very it's a demanding thing and i know a lot of people are out there you know uh, roofing in in arizona in the summer but like you know filmmaking is, is 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 a very very uh tough endeavor and murphy's law is nowhere more apparent than on a film set and if anything can go wrong it's going to go wrong which is why I'm so so um, neurotic when it comes to film prep. Uh, but uh, uh, for our production, um, you know, we were we were ready. Uh, we uh, my I, I needed uh, a cast who was willing to go the distance with me. I'm a very difficult person to work with. Asia can attest to. And when I say difficult, I don't mean that I'm mean. I no. just I don't let my actors get away with anything. Like it, you're gonna own every choice that you make. And there's going to be no surprises on set, but there's going to be a trustworthy, familial environment that you feel comfortable making choices that might, you know, might seem extreme, but they're not going to be outside of my vision because we've already done the work in prep. We've already done the work in rehearsal. I come from the theater, so we're going to rehearse and we're going to get extremely deep in the backstory. You know, uh, when I when I cast, I don't give sides from the actual. Screenplay, I actually write a separate script, which is backstory for the characters to, to read because I want to see what their take is on that. Yeah. I think when I think they can do, do do that well, then I bring them on, you know, or this, you know, the CDs, I mean, I bring them on on that much further. But also, they have to know that, you know, if you want to save it for your close up, you don't need to be on my set. And in fact, you won't be because I'll find that out really quickly when we start to prep. Um, uh, I I I um I take a great deal of care into making sure that the cast is um is uh, prepared. Uh, they know what I want. There's no guesswork, but there's still room for inspiration. There's still room to move around. But we have those parameters so firmly set that there's safety. You know that they're, they're not. And if I'm giving a note, it's never. I need you to be more angry, or I need you to come. It's it's it's. Uh, first of all, I always address them in character, and and second of all, I always just ask them a question and then ask them to answer the question with the next take. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, because of that, you know, not every actor is going to want to work with me because uh, especially in film and television, uh, film, uh, uh, you know, there uh, uh, it's a great deal of. Uh, well, I don't like to rehearse because I want it to be spontaneous. Like, okay, that's fine. Go work for Judd Apatow and Adam McKay. That's that's not how I, I, I operate, and that and I have respect for it. Trust me. One of my uh, uh, really great uh, uh, friends, who's a filmmaker, Stephen Bernstein. He lives in spontaneity. He loves to, to you know to to, to let, let let things fly. On my sets, you know, everyone knows what I want, and 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 I get what I want every time
0: and they deliver right they deliver because you've got those high standards i think you know top professionals uh like yourself noah have those high standards and high principles and um that's what makes you know the machine work well because it's all synergy and it, and, it, and that's how a production uh, comes to be i did want to i thank you so much for that uh, explanation and i loved what you said i also loved what you said asia and um i did want to um hand it over to paul um in, for in a minute but before i do i did want to ask you one question either of you can answer this can you share with us uh some bloopers or funny stories that happened on the set You wanna talk
3: about dancing?
2: Yeah, so I have a a standard operating procedure. Uh, First of all, uh, both me and Asia are prior military. Uh, We didn't know that in the casting process, it wasn't until she was cast that we uh, both realized we were uh, army veterans, but- um,
0: Thank you for your service. uh,
2: Yes, Uh, I- I have a standard operating procedure on, on sets that every time we change a magazine, so for shooting film and we have to change out the, the, the cartridges or if we're shooting on digital, every time I have to change a card, we stop. We, everyone breaks down. We drink water and we dance. We play some music. We, we have some fun, uh, especially on my sets because I deal with a lot of very dark material. And when I talk about keeping my cast and crew sane, you never know what other people are going through. You know, I, I found out on this set that's that uh, afterwards that someone who was on our production had a family member who deals with the specific mental illness that Lexi's character Betty Grain deals with, and I didn't know until we had wrapped. So it it was it was triggering for them, uh, but in the same manner also they were able to cope because of the way we I approached the material empathetically, but. Uh, For them as well, they cared that much more about the project, which means everything. So, uh, you know, uh, especially on the crew side, a lot of them are just looking for a gig. And I need people who care at least 10% as much as I do, because no one's ever going to care about my film as much as I do. But if you can be willing to go the distance with me and have somewhat of a heart into the work that we're doing, we're going to work well together. We're going to have fun. We're going to work hard. But, yeah, Good we're gonna play, we're gonna play some music, we're gonna dance, you know, we're gonna um, we're gonna make sure that we're being safe, but uh, uh, we're gonna also bring levity to such a dark world that we're dealing with because yeah. uh, most of my material is extremely dark.
0: I love that, and I would love your set because Paul and I would be dancing there with you and yes. Asia. Asia, yes. go ahead, take it away,
3: Asia. Did you want to say something? No, I mean that I was going to mention that because we it was the set, uh, the second day, right? And I think we were doing some pretty heavy scenes in the waiting room and I remember like in between those scenes being able to just like and because you don't realize how much of a toll certain things might be taking on you just emotionally even even as an actor you're just like oh I have, you know I'm here I'm in the moment it's fine and then like with those little breaks in between it was just really refreshing um yeah, that was that was that was a lot of
0: fun. It, re- it really sounds like it. And Paul, over to you.
1: Yeah, I I, I would I would love to work with both of you. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, I and I'm sure it would take me a little bit out of my comfort zone being coming from this world of improv, but I'll definitely keep that in check. <laughs> well, no. you, you'll, you'll get the the lines as you've written them. <laughs>
2: Well, I, you know, I I, honestly, Paul, I have a project I'm working on right now that I do want to do. I don't want to go completely Joe Swanberg style. I don't want to go completely Adam McKay. I don't want to go completely Judd Apatow, but I do want to use improv in the storytelling. And, um, you know, so I, I, so I'm walking that line. I'm already talking to the, to the DP about, you know, because I, 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 if you if you ever just touch one day of of how neurotic i am with prep uh i i just i want to adapt that same level of attention to detail to to the improv performance like maybe you know maybe it's not i i am you know dead letter perfect i expect for you to say exactly what i wrote the way i wrote it because i wrote it in character i need you to have the same have the Mm -hmm. same level of uh of uh, uh, attention to detail, but, uh, you know, I I love improv. I think that um, especially just getting improv level two on your resume, uh, whether you wanna be cast or crew is one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, outliers for me, because that tells me that you know how to properly yes and, you know how to adapt and roll with the punches, whether you're a gaffer or whether you're the lead actor, you know, that that, that does a lot for me. and uh, but yeah, I I do want to, to work in that world, but stay somewhat darker in material, but bring bring the light to it, you know. Uh, bring like how do we how do we put the Jason Bateman straight man in the same situation uh, that Betty and Braven were probably, but see how his reaction to the world around <laughs> him would be. But like if we did it, uh, like like now uh, I, I'm consulting with. Um, uh, uh, several uh, uh, trans consultants and several non-binary consultants because there's a great deal of, um, of, uh, you know, there's a whole world there that is barely, we barely even know about. Um, yes. There's a great deal of comedy there. There's, there's a great, you know, you don't have to be, you should always be sensitive and, and and come from a place deep in your heart. But the biggest way that you know that Noah cares about you is I'm giving you shit. know what i mean like that's 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 like that that's how uh i that's how i i i vibe with people
0: thank Um, you noah i know you care about paul and i because you gave (laughs) us this, this great interview tonight and and you as well asia we're so thankful to you um so thankful so so very thankful and you have a beautiful heart that your heart is in the right place noah and i think that's why asia was attracted to this role as well of leading lady uh, and, and it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, what, what, do you, what did you wanna say, Asia?
3: Oh, um, I, I mean, I wasn't gonna say anything right then, but I was just thinking earlier about what Noah said and how he's been with these characters for so long, like many years, over a decade, um, almost two decades, I think. And to entrust me and Lexi and everyone else with something so near and dear that just speaks volumes like I mean all of us in this in this conversation we have things that we really care about um, no matter what it is whether it's something that you write something that you read something that you cook something that you just like to do out of habit like yoga it's something that you really care about and to put that in the hands of someone else that's a big deal. And so I was just, I'm just full of gratitude because knowing Noah now, I'm like, I know that wasn't the easiest thing it, to just like hand it over. He handed us his baby. Um, and yeah, so the film is is special for that reason, which most people won't know, but like, I know. So thank you, Noah.
2: Yeah, in total, I mean, there, there were well over 300 people who read for Raven.
3: Whoa that's
2: a
0: huge yeah congratulations asia you know that's a huge casting call right there isn't it over 300
2: yeah well i mean that that number is over a long time you know it's not like i did one call and i got 300 submissions i'm not that level of director yet yet uh but (laughs) yeah we went through um i i needed the cast to be as talented as possible i needed um you know, I'm I'm not a very <laughs> I'm not a very uh, intelligent or attractive person, so I needed incredibly beautiful badasses to really put these these characters where they needed to be, and I found that in both Lexi and Asia, they were willing to go the distance. You know, and the I'm sorry, I know I'm horrible with rabbit trails, but let me t- say one more thing with uh, uh with with the self tape audition process, you know, the CD uh, sent me tons tons of people. Um, there was a moment in the self-tape where I needed for the character of Braven. And, and both, uh, this is ironic too, both Lexi and, and Asia read for Braven. Uh, but um, the, uh, in, the self, in the audition, I, I put in for the, 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 I don't know if you remember this, Asia, but for the character to jump at the camera. And, and, and Asia was one of the only ones to, who did it. And it scared me. And I was like, okay, (laughs) let's do this.
3: Asia, did you jump at the camera? I lunged, yeah, because it said like that you, you know, I I lunged. And so I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, (laughs) yes,
0: perfect. That's wonderful. So so you had the confidence to do that. And then Noah said, okay, she's the one.
3: (laughs) I I also feel like writers and directors, they put that information in the script for a reason. And As an actor, an auditioning actor, it's not my job to like change what they uh, prescribe. Not right now. Not until I meet them. And then again, like Noah will ask you, why did you make that choice? Why would, why would Braven do that? And I'd have to explain it in the next scene. So,
0: yeah. That is wonderful. Paul, did you want to ask a, a question or two?
1: I, I, man, I think everything's been answered. I don't know how much time we have left, but, but I could keep talking to, to these two for all night because, it, you know, it just it fascinates me uh, that you're able to to get these projects done, especially with some some so much of the things that were going on in these past couple of years. So, I, I almost, mostly I want to say congratulations, uh, and then and then getting selected for the for the Golden State uh, Film Festival and whatnot. Uh, I look forward to to watching your, your work. And of course, I would love to work with both of you. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at your disposal and be a pleasure and an honor uh, to get to work with you, especially uh, in some type of improv project, whether it's even, you know, a dr- drama. I mean, you can you can definitely improvise drama. I studied with, you know, Del Close back, back in the 1900s in Chicago. So I'm ready. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and it is, it's all about the yes and. I love what you said that, I think nice, nice low key cast... key
2: flex. By the way, what's that? <laughs> I said nice low key flex. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, when Dell Del, uh, uh <laughs> took me aside and talked to me, say hey, Votto, you got a, you got us another cigar. <laughs> so th- there's a great documentary right now called For Mad Men Only about oh, yeah? Dell. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I mean that's amazing. I-, I love what you said. Like the cast and the crew if uh, everyone should do at least the basic improv and get to Yes And and the power of Yes And. So yeah, you guys were very fortunate to work with each other and I can't wait to see uh, the, 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 the film. So thank you guys, thanks for sharing that.
2: AJ, yeah. well, I cannot thank you enough that it really means a lot uh, that you would uh, want to bring us onto your uh, lovely show. Um, I would love to come back uh, time and time again. I am free tomorrow at seven. (laughs) (laughs) Love
0: it, love it. Yes, we'll have you back again. We can't wait. We'll talk about more of your fun projects going on. I did want to. We have to wrap up. Um, So, how can people? But you've been wonderful guests. Absolutely extraordinary, Um, and we've appreciated you so much, Noah. And. Asia, Um, can you uh, share with um, our audience, your audience and your fans, how they can get in contact with you, how they can support you? Um, Over to you, Noah. Uh,
2: Well, if you're in New York City, I will be performing at the Comedy Cellar in like an hour, (laughs) Uh, if you can go back in time. Uh, I am at Noah A. Waters III on all the socials. uh the film is at relationship killers film on all the socials um we uh asia what am i forgetting
3: we're waiting to hear from a lot of festivals so catch us in a festival in your state later this year hopefully
2: right
0: and you're on imdb on facebook is that right they can contact you follow you there support you there instagram
2: yep yes all of that
0: all right, that's great. Okay, well, you have been so lovely tonight. Thank you so much for your time. Any last final thoughts,
1: Paul? Uh, I
3: recognize you.
1: Uh-oh. Is, uh oh. Here, let me let let let's, let me start listing off my credits. Uh, no, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Aja. Yeah, if you if you're a fan of comedy, probably like either Mad TV or Cedric Entertainer
2: or so.
1: Yes. Yeah, uh, or yes. so yeah or from photocopying my butt and falling into a car
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> it came out
1: we were, debating,
2: <laughs> we were debating
1: whether or not we should bring it up but you know another weird flex maybe uh <laughs> yes. when, when, when i was photocopying my butt for the netscape navigator commercial uh
2: 12 years ago <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, it's nice
3: so, to meet
2: you no I likewise I love, also, I, I mean, I just, you know, to have a talk show where we don't have to wear pants, it's great. I love it. Let's do it again. <laughs> that's that's, amazing. that's amazing. It's
0: amazing. It is. <laughs> it really is. Well, I've enjoyed you both so much. And thank you again to my wonderful co-host, Paul Vato. And be sure to subscribe and follow us um, and also follow our wonderful guests. And as my signature uh, salutation, until next time, until we meet again.
1: <laughs> i need one i need a fan oh my. Yeah,
0: we'll have to get you one bye for now
1: cheers cheers cheers
0: everyone